What a joy and pleasure it is always to be able to assemble together to worship God. Have this time to give Him our praise and our honor and our glory. To worship with our brothers and sisters in Christ. It's so good to see every one of you today. Before I begin the lesson this morning, I want to remind you, if you have not, uh, for members of this congregation, if you have not filled out uh, a form concerning the new preacher, we appreciate you doing that and next, by the next Sunday. There are copies available in the library, and there's a, a place for you to put your ballot in the library in there. We want your opinion on this to get your input so the elders can make the best possible choice for our coming minister. The theme of my last four sermons is going to be, as has been about being like Jesus. Last Sunday we talked about serving like Jesus. Today we want to talk about enduring like Jesus. You know the challenges involved with endurance, don't you? To endure means to stand firm, to persevere, to exhibit control in difficult, challenging circumstances. If you had fallen off a cliff somewhere and somebody had thrown you a rope to hold on to, how long would you hold that rope? As long as necessary until they pulled you up. You would not let go. You would endure regardless. And that's a challenge for us today. I want you first of all, we're going to look at several passages of Scripture, all in the New Testament this morning. Turn to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning in verse number 1. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 1, beginning. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Remember, these are the first words that follow chapter 11. Faith's hall of fame. People are mentioned who were strong and faithful. Adam, Noah, Abraham, David, Samson, Samuel, so many names mentioned in here, who had difficulties and challenges in their lives. But through it all, they persevered. They endured. They did not quit. Let us, like them, run that same race. Seeing that we're so encompassed about with this crate of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher, completer of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame as now sat down at the right hand of the throne of God for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself lest ye also be wearied and faint in your minds the Hebrews writer reminds us it is possible to be successful in enduring like Jesus Faith Hall of Fame mentions all those people. You know some of the difficulties and challenges and battles they fought over and over and throughout all many, many years. And through it all, they remained faithful. You and I have to do that in our lives. Let us continue faithfully to run the race that is beset before us. We can be successful. We can endure whatever Satan may cast against us in this world. Oh, yes, it's difficult and challenging. But let us remember always, 
The Son of God on our side is greater than, than Satan himself. Christ has already defeated Satan's death. He rose from the dead. And God has prepared for us an eternity where when our life is over, we also shall be raised from the dead. If we follow our lives for him and endure like he did, we can be with him forever in heaven. So this morning I want us to think about three things. Letting Jesus be the model and the picture for our patience and our faith in enduring like Jesus. You've heard that phrase, life coach. People have life coaches. Here's a textbook for your life coach written by him. Every word is right and perfect. I want to discuss this morning three necessary observations for us to endure. Point number one in our lesson this morning. Endurance is necessary. N-E-C-E-S-S-A-R-Y. Endurance is necessary. Turn with me first of all. We're going to look at several scriptures not all in the New Testament. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 12. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 12. Paul reminds us of the challenge of, of the difficulties that we're going to face. Yea, all that live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. The progress gets worse and worse gradually, doesn't it? And we've seen that in the 1900 plus years since Jesus was here. But in contrast to that, you can be successful. Continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, which is in Christ Jesus. Can we rely on that book? Oh, yes. Verse 16, all scripture is given by the breath, the inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for, for, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And here's the end result. That the man of God may be perfect. That means fully furnished. Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. What he's saying here is that God has supplied for us everything that we need to endure against Satan. We've all faced challenges in our lives that I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to make it. And we can look back 5, 10, 30, 40 years later and realize, how did I make it? Because God supplied for me as his child the resources, the strengths that I needed to succeed in all those challenges and difficulties. And you see, as we face one crossroad and successfully pass by it, that gives us strength and more courage to continue doing the same thing throughout all the days of our life. So that we can do that. And we can be assured that God's will is always going to bless us with the necessities that we need. That's why David says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me how long? All the days of my life. Because God wants us to succeed. That's simply a part of life, facing challenges. You can't remember it, but back when you were 11, 12 months old, you started walking. First time you got up, you walked five miles, right? No, you took one or two steps and fell. But you got up and took two or three more. By the time you were two years old, you could go anywhere all the time. But it took endurance to get to learn that, didn't it? 
Remember your mamas and dads, your first kids, ooh, I, e, words that you couldn't understand. By the time they were two years old, you was wishing they didn't learn all those words. They learned a lot of them. But we kept talking. Going to school. You started in kindergarten or first grade. But you continued on and on and on and on and on for many years. We see and accept and appreciate challenges in academics and athletics and occupation. And we continue learning that the more we learn and put it into practice, the better our endurance becomes. And as a result, we have positive results from those things. It's worth the effort. We see it's, I'm going to be willing to put forth the effort so that I can be successful in those areas. And we've all learned that the more we try and the more we work at it, the better we get. So it is with our Christianity. And you can remember maybe uh, us old folks walking through that graduation line in high school or walking through that graduation line at college or getting that promotional job. Oh, all that work was worth it, wasn't it? I'm glad I put forth the extra time, the extra effort. It's now paying off. Keep that in mind on the day of the resurrection when the Lord comes again. We've all struggled as Christians. We all had challenges. We continually will in Satan's world. But because we keep on keeping on and we endure, we know that we can be successful. And we need to appreciate the fact that we're not fighting this battle alone. God wants us to be successful. Look with me in Philippians chapter 2, verse number 13. Philippians chapter 2, verse number 13. A verse that all of us know and need to memorize and appreciate every day. 2.13 Philippians. For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. That should challenge me. I don't want to be lazy as a Christian. I've had some jobs that I could sleep on every now and then run over the corner and get a 10-minute nap, but not many. The jobs I wanted to be successful in, I had to stay awake and keep alert and keep doing what was necessary. So it is with all of us the challenge that we face in life. So it is with us as children of God. Many of us in this room have been Christians 40, 50, 60, 70 years. And we realize that we continue to face challenges every day. But we keep on putting forth the effort because we know that God is on our side he sees and knows our needs more than we do, and He supplies for us and grants us the strengths and the skills that we need to be successful against Satan. And say, Satan, I will not follow you. I will endure always in my life, persevering that God's way will be the best in my life. I want God to be the leader of my life. And as I allow that to happen, I can be successful. Point number two in our lesson this morning. Endurance is difficult. D-I-F-F-I-C-U-L-T. Turn with me to John chapter 6, verse number 27. John chapter 6, verse 27. 
on the day that Jesus was out preaching and there were people who followed him all day long and they, were, they didn't have anything to eat. They stayed and Jesus fed with five loaves and two fishes 5,000 people. He showed them that they could endure. And look at verse number 27, John chapter 6. Jesus said to those people, Labor not for the meat which perisheth, the physical things, but, and I added the word here, labor for that meat which endureth for everlasting life, which the Son of God shall give unto you. For him hath God the Father sealed. As long as we are willing to put forth the effort necessary to be successful, God is going to supply us with all the resources that we need to be successful. That word labor means to toil. Put forth effort. You've got to commit yourself to it. It requires determination, motivation, and ongoing participation. You've heard that expression, Rome wasn't built in a day. And we've all seen in our lives. Any effort that is worthwhile requires commitment. And ourselves, our minds, putting our minds to, to do just that. Academics. You go through a grammar school, you haven't learned it all yet, have you? My education to become a dentist, it took me 19 years of school. And then after I became a dentist for the next 40 years, I had to continue taking continuing education classes every year, a certain number of hours, so that I could maintain my license. I kept learning. Things changed, things progressed, things got better and more, more knowable. But we never stopped learning. We kept on doing that. I had to maintain those hours to keep my license in, intact. We quickly learned in all areas of our life that endurance is so special and necessary. Practically. We as husbands and wives learn that in our marriages, don't we? I'd been married three months. I didn't know what much about being married. After 10, 20, 30, 40, now 50 years, I've learned a lot. All of us are in that situation. We grow and mature because we continue working at it. Remember that day that your child was born? Oh boy, this is going to be fun. Then he becomes a two-year-old. Hmm, a lot more challenging, isn't it? And then he becomes a teenager. And he wants to drive the car. Challenging, 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 isn't it? It becomes more difficult. Their problems to us as parents become more difficult and we have to challenge ourselves more to help them solve those problems and endure those situations. On your job, you're not proficient the first day, weeks, months, and years. But you accept the challenge and endure to learn the difficult things. The necessary ingredients for success are simply work and effort and endurance. Keep on applying those in our lives every day. So it is with our Christianity. We need to let that soak in on us. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 9, verse number 23, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 9, verse 23, If any man will follow after me, let him, and you know the next two words, don't you, deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Folks, that is my success route to being a successful Christian. And so it is yours. And we'll face many difficulties and challenges along that road. 
But we keep on picking up that cross every day, not knowing what tomorrow will bring, but knowing that with God on our side and our faith working, we can be successful at that. Jesus showed us that. He endured all those things. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 2. Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 2. Jesus did not require anything of us that he had not already required of himself. Ephesians 5, 2. Paul says, Walk in love as Christ also hath loved us. And what? Hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. We talked about sacrifice giving up something of value for something of greater value. He left the splendor of glory, knowing his agony. Twas a lonely hill called Golgotha, where he laid down his life for me. Jesus understood he had to endure all the difficulties and challenges that Satan would cast against him. And he did it successfully. And by his stripes we are healed. We therefore can gain the strength and the stamina and the courage necessary to face all the difficult challenges that Christ gave for us. Remember, he sacrificed his life for me. Bill, are you willing to sacrifice your life for him? That's the question. Are you willing to do it one day at a time? Every day? Till Jesus calls you home? We sing that song sometimes that says, I am a poor wayfaring stranger. And sometimes we get down, oh, woe is me, I'm trying so hard to be a Christian, and all these things keep happening bad in my life, I just don't think I can make it. I'm not alone. I walk with the Savior each step of the way. God wants me to be successful. No matter what challenges Satan will cast against me. And he grants me the courage to do that. He's walking beside me. His words direct my life. Therefore, I will build up the strength and the faith and the fortitude to stand against anything and everything Satan may cast against me in my life. Isn't it wonderful as I look around this congregation, and I've been here over 33 years, and some of you have been here many years longer than that. We've seen people in this congregation, old and young, face a lot of problems and difficulties and challenges. Old age. Again, I remember baptizing a lady who was 103 years old up in this baptistry. She had a smile on her face the last time I saw her just a few hours before she died. She made it. We see people who face physical challenges, family challenges, all kinds of problems, disabilities, sickness. Many of you and your family members have faced death right in the face and 
All of us, if the Lord delays us coming, will do the same thing. But we don't have to turn our backs upon God because as His children, He never turns His backs upon us. He turns His backs on us. Therefore, we can have the resources that we need. And we can live a rewarding life regardless of the physical circumstances and situations. That makes life worth the living. Point number three about enduring in Christ. Endurance is rewarding. R-E-W-A-R-D-I-N-G. Rewarding. Turn with me to James chapter 5, verse number 11. James chapter 5, verse 11. James says, look, behold, we count them happy which endure. The Bible is full of examples. Ye have heard of the patience of Job, and have seen the end, the completion of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and, has, and is full of tender mercy. He pities us in our difficulties and challenges, and he supplies for us what we need. We're not alone. You remember the very first sermon we have preached by Jesus recorded in Matthew chapter 5, we call it Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And he goes on and on and on. They're blessed. They receive blessings from God. Reward for serving God. You see, endurance produces in us patience and stamina. It also produces courage. We can keep on being successful. That gives us a sense of it's worth the effort. Therefore, we can become mature in our Christianity. Be perfect, not sinlessly perfect, but more mature in our Christianity as, as we live our lives for God every day. Jesus talks about the, about the fact, Paul talks about the fact that we can, looking for nothing for ourselves, but in everything we have need of, God is going to supply that. Therefore, we can be successful in our Christianity. Maybe some of, you's, uh, some of you have been in athletics. Maybe some of you have been runners. You know, we have a, a marathon here every year in Chattanooga. Hundreds, eight thousands of people come to Chattanooga to run that marathon. 26.2 miles. I've never seen a one of them stop at mile 13. Well, I got halfway through. That's good enough. I can quit. Oh, I've run 25 miles. That's pretty good for me. I think I'll call it a day. Oh, I see the finish line. It's about a quarter of a mile, but nah, I don't want to fool that. I'll just walk off. It never happens that way, does it? That runner will not stop, regardless of what happens, until he crosses that finish line. He will let nothing detour him or deter him from completing the course. Is that not what Paul wrote in the last chapter, the last uh, the 13 epistles he wrote? 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. Did he have obstacles, problems, imprisonments, beatings, hungers, all kinds of challenges that you and I have never faced as Christians. But he said, I've decided to follow Jesus. I'm going to finish my course. And he did it successfully. 
He reminds each one of us in our individual challenges every day throughout all of our lives. That we can complete the course. And when we complete that course, we shall have been successful in that journey we started 40, 50, 60, 70 years ago. We keep on keeping on until we cross that finish line. Because we want to be victorious. And therefore, just like Jesus, we will sacrifice whatever it costs us to be successful in crossing that line and becoming victorious. Question. Which part of your life belongs to God? You know the answer, doesn't it? Don't you? All of it. Which bone in my body is most important? Which muscle is most important? They're all important. They all work together to produce the finished product. Oh, but someone's talking about our Christianity. Well, I go to church three, four, maybe five hours a week. Wow. I make a visit every now and then. I make a phone call every now and then. I visit sick every now and then. Boy, look how great I am. Every time you have that concept, ask yourself, what did Jesus Christ give for me? He carried an old rugged cross to Calvary's Hill. His body already seeping blood from all the lashings, a crown of thorns. Jesus did this for me and for you. He gave his life for me one day at a time until he took his last breath and placed himself in the care and keeping of God. I submit from my thinking today, Bill, that is a beautiful picture and example of endurance. And this same Jesus also said in Matthew chapter 10, verse number 22, He that endureth to the end, and you know the next three words, don't you? Shall be saved. Jesus was willing to give his life for me. Think, the perfect Son of God with no sin. There's poor old skinny, ugly, weak Bill full of sins. But I want him to be in heaven with me. And I will sacrifice my perfect life for his imperfect life. Jesus gave up something of value for something of greater value. Me, you, yes. That's the point we need to understand. My challenge, am I willing to sacrifice myself one day at a time? Turn your songbooks. We're not going to sing it, but I want you to look at the words. To page number 629. 629. Look carefully at the words. 
The sands have been washed in the footprints of the stranger on Galilee's shore. The voice that subdued the rough billows is heard in Judea no more. But the path of that lone Galilean, with joy, I will follow today. Verse 2, there are so many hills to climb upward, and I often am longing for rest. But the Lord who appoints me my pathway knows just what is needful and best. I know in his word he has promised that my strength it shall be as a day. Verse 3, when the last feeble step has been taken and the gates of that city appear and the beautiful songs of the angels float out on my listening ear, when all that now seems so mysterious shall be bright and as clear as the day. And then the songwriter concludes by saying, And the toils of the road will seem nothing when I get to the end of the way. Mama, was it worth it, all that labor and toil you went through to raise that kid and birth that kid? You wouldn't change a thing, would you? Husband and wife been married together 50, 60, 70 years. You had difficulties, challenges, and problems. But you endured. And you made it to the end. And look at the beautiful result. Jesus paid everything for me. Everything that heaven had to offer. The perfect blood of God. Am I willing to do the same thing? That's the question I must answer. And you must answer. As we stand to sing the song that's been announced today as a song of invitation. If you have not answered that question according to God's word. Surely you're willing to sacrifice yourself for him as he did for you. You believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. You're willing to repent of your sins. Confess the deity of Jesus Christ. Be this cleansing blood in that water grave of baptism that will save you from your sins and lead you to heaven. Maybe you're ready to do those things. Or maybe those things in times have passed, but you've fallen astray. You need to go back home as the prodigal and say, Father, I've sinned. I can repent of those sins. I'll confess them before you. Would you please forgive me, knowing that he will. If he may assist you in doing that, let it be known by coming to the front together we stand and sing the song.